T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The Gary Daniels Report is brought to you by Bet America, America's sportsbook by H.L. Gross Jewelers, Long Island's leading purveyor of fine jewelry and diamonds, and by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. All right, the biggest game in town is LSU, Alabama, ranked two and three. No one versus two. Two and three in the first poll, the first poll that matters. Uh, so uh, three SECs in the top six, uh, but Ohio State won. Um, first of all, Gary, welcome. Do you like the, do you like the rankings? You okay with the rankings? Yeah, I don't think it matters right now here, but here's why I will say that, uh, after this game, whoever wins this game will be one, number one. So, you know, when the committee makes their decision, they're, uh, at making their decision as if the season ended before this game. Well, I mean, everybody knows that these teams are going to have to play this game. So this is really a battle for number one. Uh, I have no argument with that. All right, the question everybody wants answered. Can you answer it today or not yet? Is Tua playing? Um, they say it's a game time decision. You know, I, I listen. He had surgery twenty days ago. It's not a major surgery. It's a no. small procedure. Um, I think it, it would be foolish to say that he's a hundred percent as he was before. But I think he's going to play. I mean, we've all played with worse. You know, in 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 modern football. The question is, how will he react? If he has to move around, if he has to get tackled, he hasn't been hit on it. So I still think it's one of those the things that he will start. Have no doubt about that. Unless he falls down the stairs, he'll he'll start for sure. But how will it react during the game in live? It's really the biggest story of the game right now. You know, it's funny. Uh, right before you, I have a doc on who was uh, at special surgery, who's a close friend of mine, and has uh, he was with the Giants for 15 years. He says the guy at Alabama, who he knows, invented this procedure, and he says the procedure has worked really well on high ankle sprains. He says this guy there, he gave me the doctor's name, Kane, invented it, and he says it is working very well, and it, it really promotes health and, 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 and healing. So he says he thinks he'll be okay. Well, I think he will be better than he would have been had he not had the, the, the minor surgery. And from what I've talked to people about it, uh, it could be in the future. Uh, re- remember the shoulder surgery that the pitchers, you know, yep. you had that used to be, you know, well, your Tommy John surgery. Yep. You might never pitch again. Now a lot of players are saying that after the Tommy John surgery, they're af- actually stronger better, yes. in their pitching arm. So I could see the same thing with this. this yes, surgery. they say he says this procedure is really uh, is is very good, and he said it's, it, 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 he said the doctor is very good, and he said the guy is having great results with the, with the uh, procedure. So let's, we, we be had heard one yes. player. Yeah. We had heard one player in the NFL uh, a story that he had his right ankle sprain, and he did it. And he's gone to the doctor and said, why don't I just do the left ankle now? Because I actually feel <laughs> firmer. <laughs> yeah, you know, so who knows? But he, uh, the doc did say, and he's from special surgery, said that that procedure is really uh, having great results. So let's see how it works but out. It, but, but in reality, though, it's still only been 20 days. I'm sure he's not, you know, obviously he's not been tackled. Right. And uh, so 
it'll be a storyline in the game. You well, know, here's the question he, I have. He's not going to be sprinting out, I'll tell you that. Here's the question I have. How good is the LSU offense really? We're going to find out. Oh, they're good. You know, what's different about the college game than the pro game? With the salary cap and the pros, you know, you get one number one receiver, and then you got a middle receiver, and then you have your, your third receiver. In college ball, for teams like LSU or Ohio State or USC or Alabama, you have three number one receivers, and that's what LSU has. In, in Justin Jefferson and, uh, you know, th- that group of receiver, Chase and uh, Terrace Marshall, they've got three number ones. Alabama actually has four number ones, and that's the real challenge for these college offenses. The top teams recruit so many good players without a salary cap they, they literally have four number one receivers on the field at some times. I didn't realize that Stingley's kid is a yeah. uh, is on LSU and is a future star. I played. I went all four years to college with uh, his grandfather, Daryl Stingley, uh, the, the the late Daryl Stingley. So this is Daryl Stingley's. This is Daryl Stingley's grandson. grandson okay. Yes. Uh, yes. So and he's a, and, and he's a freshman player, right? He is a. First-year freshman player. Right. Uh, a year ago at this time, Ed Ogeron was telling me that he will come in. He will be a star. And he's already telling us, and you can see by looking at his ball skills, that in his third year, much like Charles Woodson, he's going to allow him to play in certain situations on both offense and defense. What's his name? And I think What's his first I name? Darryl, Derek Singley. Oh, Derek it is? Singley okay. Third, okay. Yes. okay. So, so he will be, I think, in his third year, a, in a position to make a Charles Woodson run at the Heisman. Wow. Uh, how, how about that? Wow. So he's that kind of talent, huh? Absolutely. I, he might be the – he could, if he was to enter the draft, if it was basketball and he was a one-and-done player, he might be the first – well, I've heard scouts say he'd be the first corner taking in the draft. All right. What are you – give us a little bit about what you're going to say about the rise of Joe Burrow tomorrow. Well, it's one of the most – shocking stories and, and improbable stories than one could, could ever imagine. A transfer quarterback from the state of Ohio deciding to go to a run-dominant school, LSU, in the SEC and be the snuff of a savior that LSU is building an offense around him that they're taking from the New Orleans Saints, and he is now in the running for the Heisman. I mean, who could make up something like this? And the only, you know, the, the interesting part of it is the guy who really led this transfer of quarterbacks, Russell Wilson, also made, in my mind, when he made that decision to go to Wisconsin, Wisconsin, yep. Wisconsin yep. why would you go to Wisconsin? Yep. You know, and when Joe Burrow said this, I went, that's an interesting choice. You know, if you want to go throw the ball and be what you want to be, you know, there's a lot of schools that would feature you more, but he's so good at what he does that they've now built this offense around him. And barring a collapse of his offensive line, you know, maybe we get into this game and Nick Saban dials up a, a pro-type blitz where they're keeping the offensive linemen off balance with zone pressures and they're, they're confusing them up front. Remember, they were sacked a year ago five times. Barring a, a collapse of his offensive line, it seems to me that both of these teams will get close to 30 points And that's really the difference, Mike, in the game. When LSU has come in this game, the past eight losses, there really wasn't a hope unless they could hold 
hold Alabama to under 17 points that they were going to win the game. They could not score. But the but when they go into this game now, even if they get behind, they know they got a quarterback and an offense that can come back. So it gives not just the offense hope, but the defense kind of a, a feeling like, hey, all isn't over just because we gave up a, a touchdown against Alabama. Joe Burrow's in the Heisman talk now. He's got 30 Absolutely. touchdown passes, uh, I think four interceptions. Um, if he wins this game this week, he he launches himself right there. He also, according to one guy I talked to, has put himself into where he believes he could be in the top ten in the draft next year. Now he's six foot four. Uh, yep. What kind of arm do you think he has? More than good enough, and it's getting better. Um, he's improving his delivery and his accuracy and his arm strength. Uh, you know, he's been working with out uh, Tom House out there, the the, the guru, yep. and he's improving his arm strength. I mean, it's it's on a par, you know, with the Tom Brady's and the Drew Breeses that are out there, and it's good enough, and it's not any part of being eliminated, uh, an eliminator, where you would say, oh, this, I love everything about him, but his arm now won't even be a factor. I even uh, predict, first of all, if he wins this game, he won't just be in the hunt. He'll be the leader for the Heisman, uh, for the Heisman this year. Right. Uh, I, I also think that he will be, when it comes right down to it, he will be in the talk whether he should be the first quarterback taken in the draft. How about I that? I mean, people, that's what no, that's what somebody told me the other day. Same thing. Said yeah. he could be. Said especially, and he also said there was a rumor that Tua might not come out if he if he continues to struggle with his injuries. Yeah, I I would be shocked if Tua doesn't come out. Uh, but I think they both there will be talk in the draft. Especially think about it if it's Cincinnati. And Joe's right from that area. I mean, there, there's a lot of things to love about him, as there is too. So it will be one of those decisions again. You know, who falls in love with who? Is it uh, Patrick? You know, I'm not saying these guys are these guys. I'm just saying some guys love Deshaun Watson. Some guys love Patrick Mahomes. One team loved Mitch Trubisky. It's not, a, it's not an exact science. But I think Joe will be in the talk for being the first player taken in the draft this coming spring. All right, let me ask you a couple of questions. Uh, Gary Danson, who will do the game tomorrow. The game is on the fan. That's the radio part. On TV, you'll be watching Gary. On the radio, it'll be on the fan tomorrow live. Obviously, the game of the year, LSU and Alabama. Who has a better special teams, LSU or Alabama? Um, LSU has been uh, as good as there is in punt coverage. And I believe they have a better field goal kicker. Alabama's really struggled. In fact, their number one kicker's injured right now, and it's always been a problem in this game. Uh, Alabama's kicking game has been a problem. But the game-breaking returner is Dalen Waddle for Alabama. Now, Derek Stingley actually returns punts for LSU. It's just that he's not been able to quite get one off. So, I, you know, that could be pretty much with all the athletes on the field for these teams. It should be a wash unless the kicker starts missing. Remember, in the in the famous nine six game, Alabama missed four field goals in that football game to lose. All right, number uh, quarterbacks aside, leave the quarterbacks out of this. The best player on Alabama is. Well, let me put it just a little bit differently, if I could. I mean, the the wide receiver group for Alabama and LSU are the strengths of their team. That's okay. what they're built around. The three guys. But I think the difference maker in this game, and we've talked to the coaching staff, 
and and we understand. I think whichever running back has the game because they're different running backs than Alabama and LSU with their offense. Remember, it was you know Trent Richardson, Eddie Lacy, Derrick Henry. They were downhill I formation running. Yeah. Leonard Fournette uh, for for LSU. That's not the case. Clyde Edwards-Alaire and uh, Najee Harris, the two running backs, and it's usually a one-back running offense, play more like uh, Elvin Kamara. They come out of the backfield. They line up all over the football field. And I think the most important player for LSU is Clyde Edwards-Alaire, their running back. And he's small in, in, in height, okay? But he is a dynamic football player. I think whichever running back has the bigger game is going to have a big advantage in this football game. Who has the best pure pass rusher, LSU or Alabama? Uh, Terrell Lewis, number twenty-four, and maybe number and and maybe thirty-three for Alabama. Both edge rushers. The difference in college football, though, Mike, is they just don't get as many drop back passes where they can get to the quarterback. They have, you know, the the. The difference in college football, and you'll see it. If you watch the game, I'm going to draw it up for people. In the pros, the linemen can only go one yard downfield with their RPO. They basically can step forward, engage, and that's about it. In college ball, you're allowed to go three yards downfield. So they're running, running plays with tacked on passes together, and you don't even have time to get to these quarterbacks. For three quarters of both teams' passes in this game, uh, Lawrence Taylor could not get to either one of these quarterbacks. Uh, which team do you think is better equipped this year to come from behind if they're 10 points down in the fourth quarter? Well, for the first time, LSU can do it. I think if Tua is healthy, he's got more. Uh, I, I, listen, LSU's receivers are really good, but they don't have the home run catch a five-yard pass and take it 75 yards like the Alabama receivers. The Alabama receivers are so dynamic on short passes. The key to the game for LSU is can they keep the eight-yard throws to 10 yards? Yards after yards. catch. Yards after catch. Yards, yards after catch. It's almost, you know, we used to do uh, for uh, Jerry Rice. running back, yeah. yards after contact. Right. The same now for yards after catches. The, the big stat that LSU has to not let get out of hand. All right. The weakest part of Alabama's game is what? I would say that they do not have the inside rushers that we're used to for trying to put the pressure inside the pocket. They don't have that elite defensive lineman that Auburn had, uh, even Florida. Well, you know, the, the LSU, uh, and, and by the way, they handled them pretty well. They had a couple injuries, but I don't think they have the elite pressure inside to put um, that they've had in the past. Uh, you know, Quinnen Williams, uh, Deron Payne, uh, Hand, they've got Marcel Darius. They do not have one of those dis- uh, difference maker inside that they've had in the past. Uh, number two, um, from a standpoint of just overall, overall just – Readiness is LSU ready? I know Alabama's ready. They live in these kind of games. Is LSU ready to win this kind of game? I do think so. I think they've got a quarterback that they believe in. You know, they've got a coach that has built their team for this type of a game. 
I don't think there's anything about being ready for this game. The game last year was a little closer than the 29 nothing. They gave up a kind of a crummy score at the end of the half that really cost them. They could have got out of the half just trying to play the clock a little bit more smartly, gave uh, Alabama one more possession, and, and they got so far behind they couldn't win. But uh, I think they're, they're ready because they've got a leader they believe in, in uh, Joe Burrow. I think, that's, that, I think there's one other difference in this game. The inside uh, defensive back, both teams will be playing nickel and dime most of the game. The inside safeties, the three inside players for LSU, are, do not cover man-to-man as well as the three inside safeties. With the modern college football game, it's much like the pros. Everybody's got two corners, but who's your third and fourth man-to-man cover guy? And I think Alabama's better with their third and fourth cover person than LSU is. All right, a uh, couple of quickies. Number one, who coaches FSU next year? Well, I would not. I would make Mark Stoops tell me no. He's done a great job at Kentucky. He was a coach there at Florida State. Uh, I, I think before I go on to my next choice, I'm going to make sure that Mark Stoops doesn't want to take a step from Kentucky forward. And if I'm Kentucky, I'm doing whatever I have to do to get him to assign another contract right now. Okay. Uh, and you don't buy any of these Urban Meyer rumors, right? Well, Urban Meyer is a tough read. I'll have to say that. You know, I mean, uh, I, I mean, I would think USC made more sense. Plus, you know, the one thing, if anyone at Notre Dame ever gets the idea Urban Meyer wants to coach again, that's going to be tough on Kelly. It really is. You know that? Yeah. I, I don't know. I think Urban is going to take more than one year away this time. I, I, I think uh, he's going to at least give it a couple years before he gets the itch back. And uh, I, I, my prediction is he coaches neither Florida State or USC this year. Neither Florida State. And does Minnesota give Penn State a game? I think they will. I think they will. I, I, I don't know. There's no reason why they're going to catch him in that small stadium. It's going to be cold there. It should equal out the talent a little bit. And uh, I hope so. They've had a good start of the year. And let's see if they can move up, you know, a weight class and play against, a, I think, a, a, a talented Penn State team. But I, I think Minnesota should be able to uh, play on that field. Uh, they've, they're ready. And, and I look for that to be a good football game. You've, you've been part of some big games down yeah. there. Does this feel like one of those now? It does. It really does. I think because of the two quarterbacks, I mean, we've gone back and tried to track when you've had these type of quarterbacks in the Heisman race. And, you know, I going all the way back, you know, to when Phipps played against Plunkett, we got, you know, Deshaun Watson against, uh, you know, in, in his matchups against Lamar Jackson, you had Vince Young against, uh, out there in the USC game, Matt Leinert. Uh, you know, Matt yep. Leinert. Yep. I mean, there's not very many of these games, these high-profile games, where you have the high-profile quarterbacks. So yes, it makes it even feel bigger, and it also seems that you know there's a little bit of pressure on Alabama in this game because of their schedule. Uh, you know, LSU is not going to lose again if they win this football game, and with a committee, uh, with the way they ranked it, would the committee be? Uh, um, ready to put two SCC teams if Alabama loses and doesn't win their own division. So it, to me, uh, LSU could lose it in a close game, but Alabama needs to win this game. So it really feels like a pressure-packed football game. Thanks very much. We'll be watching, Gary. Thanks very much. Yeah, Appreciate thank it. You, All right, you Gary Danielson, LSU-Alabama tomorrow. Back after this. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 